I got to thinking. With the different things I've been hearing of they've said, different people have said, well, this could be the end of the world. It could see, this could be World War III. Well, like I said, it got me thinking. My personal opinion, it's not the end of the world. Because we're still here. As Christians, we're still here at the moment. But I got to looking and studying. And I'm at the house Wednesday night. I was telling Kathy earlier. Really had been praying about what to preach this time. I've been doing this for 15 years, 20 years. And I think I have just about every one of my old sermons on file. But this one, it hit me the other night. Said, what if this is the end times? What if? Now, I don't think it is. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think it is. Not yet. But I believe it's the beginning of the end times. This is the beginning. And the scriptures tell us that. We're going to go to Matthew and look at Matthew a little bit. But in the book of Matthew, in chapters 21 through 23, Jesus had been teaching in the temple, debating with the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the others for the time. After they finished, Jesus and his disciples are leaving the temple and are discussing everything. Matthew 24, verse 1 says, Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him and called his attention to the building. Strange thing to look at, the building. It says, do you see all these things, he asked? Jesus asked. It says, truly I tell you, no one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. And little did they know at the time what he was talking about. But Jesus is sitting on the Mount of Olives, Verse 3, and the disciples came to him privately. So they said, tell us, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? So he tells them. He says, watch out. Watch out that no one deceives you. There's people out there who... Claim to preach Christ, or they preach whatever else, and people fall into it. I've got some people I work with the same way. I was trying to witness them the other day, so they want to hear. I said, "Okay," and I'm thinking, "God, work on them." It's out of my hands now. For many will come claiming, "I am the Messiah," and will deceive many. Now. All indications are a, a good estimate of when Matthew was written was between 60 and 65 A.D. But he's telling us then, watch out. Not just there might be to come claiming to be others, but there will be ones claiming to be him. So first thing, watch out for that. 
Watch out for the deceivers. Second thing, you will hear war. you will hear wars and rumors of wars. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. He tells us right there, you're going to hear wars, rumors of wars. But that's not the end yet. Now, I know those people over in Ukraine, and I feel for them and pray for them. Um, they probably think the world is ending. But it's not. Next one. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Right there. Russia and Ukraine. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But these are just the birth pains. This is what's to come. This has to come first, plus some other things. Now, let's look at some things. Verse 6 says, You will hear wars and rumors of wars. A nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. We're going to look at that a little bit. And then we're going to look at the second part of verse 7 in a few minutes. Wars and rumors of wars. There have been wars and rumors of wars for as long as I can remember. And I'm a history major, and that goes way back. Let's go back a little bit. 1914, First World War. 1917, the Russian Civil War. That's jumping ahead a few miles. And there's several wars in between there. Second World War is 1939. Several others happened between there. And you've got the Korean War from 1950 to 1953. Now we're getting into the ones I remember. You got the Vietnam War, that 20 year war, 1955 to 1975. I had family that was over there. The Indonesian, Indonesian confrontation back in 1963. Get a little closer. The Falklands War, 1982. I know everybody remembers this one. The Gulf War, 1990. That was a quick war, 1990-1991. The Bosnian War, 1992. War in Afghanistan, 2001. The Rocky War, 2003. Syrian Yemen conflict, 1911-1914. Those are still going on. ISIS, we're still fighting ISIS. Not done yet. In 2022, you've got the Ukraine conflict. Yeah, there's going to be wars. And that's not all of them. That's just the ones I picked out. Some of them I've never heard of. Like this one. It's called The Troubles from 1968 to 1998. Never heard of it. Like I mentioned, many are saying this Ukrainian war could possibly lead to World War III. And I've heard that several times. It might. I can't predict the future. I won't even try. Would be scared to. 
Verse 7, the second part of verse 7 says, There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Now, we've all grown up listening about famines and strife throughout the world. And yes, it does happen, and I hate that it does, but it does. Um, and there's a lot of good organizations out there that are trying to help. But let's bring something a little closer to home. We're living right on that New Madrid fault. I don't know about y'all, but I felt that thing move a few times. I was living in Truman 10 years ago. Middle of the day. I'm laying down just resting before I head back to church, head back to the office of the church. And something woke me up. I'd fallen asleep. And it rattled the windows and shook the house. I ran outside and everybody else was outside too. Like, what was that? Well, we heard later it was a shift in the New Madrid Fault. Two months ago, roughly, we were sitting at home one night watching TV, just relaxing. We both had a hard day at our jobs. And all of a sudden, the windows start rattling. And then shortly after that, my phone starts going off. There was an earthquake. I get alerts on my phone for earthquakes because of what, what I do on the side, my other job that I do, besides Metacoin. But I did not realize until yesterday, when I got started doing a little more deeper research, so far this year, as of about 12.30 yesterday, from January 1st until yesterday, about 12.30, in this world, there have been 3,194 earthquakes worldwide. Worldwide. In the same time frame, yesterday, about 12.20, I looked on my phone, I kept being curious and got to looking. And in the last seven days, there have been 34 worldwide earthquakes. 34. And those are the ones that were documented. Those were the 5.0 plus. I see on my phone some of the alerts I get. Every day, there's earthquakes happening all over, this, all over the United States. And that just, after looking at those numbers, that's just amazed me. But, again, that's just the birth pains of what's to come. Matthew 24, 36 and following. And like I said, I'm not going to predict, predict, and I won't even try and don't want to 
predict the end times because he tells us not to. It says, but about the time of day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven nor the Son of God, but only the Father. He's the only one who knows. But as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. Sounds like a normal day. People are doing just whatever they want to do. And they don't care. That's, that's a lot of the problem. People don't care. They don't care. They don't understand what is coming. And he tells us, so they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came. and took them all away. And that's how it's coming the Son of Man. It's going to be that quick. Nobody's going to realize it, what's coming, unless you've studied the Scriptures and read it. Most of the people out there don't know it. And even the ones who do know it, a lot of them don't care. I can think of a handful right now in my family. But one day, they will. But look how quick it comes. It says, two men in a field, one will be taken and the other one left. Two men, one here, the other one here. One of them's going to be gone. Whichever one, one who believes in Christ. Two women will be grinding on a hand mill. One will be taken, the other will be left. Same thing, just that quick. Therefore, keep watch because you know not of what day your Lord will come. Several years ago, and oh, 20, 25 or so years ago, I had been in. I have a lot of Baptist background and I have Pentecostal background. So let me explain this. I was sitting, we've been sitting in a service one night, and the Holy Spirit fell on all of us. It was a wonderful service. It lasted for two or three hours. We left there, only seemed like we'd been there an hour. But we'd been there from the time I got looked, it's been two or three hours. I got to work the next day, and I was still on that high. Not high from smoking or anything, but you know, a spiritual high. And the scriptures tell us young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. Yeah. Um, and that, I had that happen. I saw a vision of what was coming. People there, people not. 
and I got to see it and feel what would happen to the people who are left. And I don't want to feel that feeling ever again. It's loss, confusion, but it's going to happen. Another New Living Translation says this. So you too must keep watch. Again, keep watch. For you don't know what day your Lord is coming. I know there's people out there for years who said, the world's ending, the Christ is coming back, be ready. He's coming back and they start putting dates out there. Run from those people. Because they don't know. Right there in Matthew 23. Matthew 24, 36. No man knows the hour. No one, nobody knows. So why do these people who, if you believe the scriptures, says no one knows, why do these people who say it's going to happen whenever, how do they know? is lying to them. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly what a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. The other night, it was, what, two, three o'clock in the morning? And you woke me up and went, what is that? I heard it too. I wasn't sure somebody wasn't trying to come in the house. So I got up and started looking for them. Fortunately, there was nobody in the house. I don't know what it was. We have uh, a bit a large field behind our house, so I figured somebody back there, uh, it was a cool night, so I figured somebody was back there deer hunting or something. But just like I was ready when I woke up and realized something, there might be somebody in the house, Scripture says you also must be ready all the time. For the Son of Man will come when least expected. Just like that the other night. I wasn't expecting that. I was sleeping well. But it woke Kathy up. I went to check. And that's what's going to happen when the Lord comes back. People are going to be with other people. I saw a video years ago. There was a young man walking down the street. And there's another gentleman walking. He was probably 10 feet behind him carrying a backpack. All of a sudden, the guy in the front turned around. The backpack was on the ground, the guy was gone. That quick. So there was a grandfather pushing his granddaughter in a swing at a park. He was happy, she was happy. You see him push her, and the next scene, the swing comes back empty. It's not that she had jumped out, she was gone. Just that quick 
going to happen just like that. God tells us to keep watch. He tells us in other places, go and tell. You go tell everybody about Christ. Even if it's at their before their last breath, you can tell them. And they still have time. In Matthew 25, it talks about the parable of the ten virgins. It says, At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. That's us, people. We're, we're waiting to meet that bridegroom. Does it matter that we, that we talk about this um, and, and try to make other people who maybe be a little uh, not so, not so uh, learned of, mm -hmm. uh, about it all and, and, and everything. Is that, it, does that, is that helpful? Or is that something that they're just going to have to, you know, do an oops and go, Okay, let me. What in the world happened there? Okay. <laughs> Let me give you a for instance. Okay. And I'm going to use Kathy again. <laughs> I'll be talking to her about things with scriptures and whatnot. Of course. And she may not understand it. I've been studying this for years. I don't know how long she's been studying. Right. But I've been studying for years and gone to some classes in all four. Right. So in that case, let me tell you what I do with her. If she starts asking questions, well, what if, like, if we go home today, well, what about this? I'll stop and think a minute. And the, what comes to mind, and I do this with her, not quite to that extreme, but some people you have to talk to as a child. And that's what you do if they start asking questions. Well, okay, let me try explaining this. A different way and I've done this with her several times she asked me it's like well let me try this see if you understand this way and eventually you know if we're talking scriptures she gets it or she doesn't and then I just keep trying or I tell her I said go read it and see what you find and then come back but you just try to keep explaining it where they can because I may understand and explain things different than what she understands or anybody else might understand. And if they start asking questions, then, okay, I'm going to go down, for lack of a better term, I'm going to go down a notch and try to get it where they understand. That makes sense? Gotcha. Okay. And I've had to do that to several other people also, not just Kathy. She just she just gets to hear all this ahead of time. God love it. She puts up with me. 
I'm gonna brag a little bit, okay? I'm gonna get all, I'm gonna chase rabbits for a minute. <laughs> I've been married tomorrow to this wonderful woman for two years. She's put up with me, for, well, she's put up with me for about three years, but we've been married for two years tomorrow. Uh, she's a keeper. <laughs> I tell her I live in the world of insanity. I'm just waiting for everybody else to catch up with me. Of course, as some of you know what I do for a living, um, my main job, I work for Medic One, so I live in that world of insanity. Um, verse 3, though. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in their jars with their lamps. Now, here's, here's the catcher to this. The bridegroom was a long time coming. And we're going to stop right there. The bridegroom's a long time coming. Matthew was written in roughly 60 to 65 AD. Christ and Jesus were, Christ, God was around longer than that. Who knows how long he's been around, forever. But Jesus was around before that. And he's been telling since a teenager, my father's coming. We just got documentation of it in 60 to 65 AD. So yes, the bridegroom is a long time coming. But be ready. Be ready. And I challenge you, if you're not a believer in Christ or you don't know God, don't be like the virgins who didn't have the oil and they weren't ready for for him. Be ready for him. It could come before we even get home this afternoon. There's days I wish he'd come quicker. But that's my time, not his. I'd rather be on his time than mine. My question for you, are you ready for the return of Christ? Are you a believer? If not, I encourage you today. Today. Don't wait any longer. Don't wait any longer. But today, I want I encourage you. If you have questions, ask. I may not have the answer, but I'll find it. And if I can't tell you today, look for me sometime next week, I'll come tell you. I know where you are. <laughs> um, but no, I, in all seriousness, I do encourage you. Tell your friends. Tell yourself. Tell your family. Christ is coming. And don't miss it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you've said today. Thank you for your words. We thank you, Lord, that you're coming one day. And we're anxious for your coming. Lord, I thank you for these people who are here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.